Hey, Frontier Church. So here's kind of a cool thing before we start praying. I've actually bumped into a few Christians in the Des Moines area who aren't a part of Frontier Church, but they actually still join us with Saturdays in the Spirit via the podcast. So this is really cool, I think. Last week, while I was at Smoky Row at the coffee shop, somebody came over to my table while I was sermon prepping, and they tapped me on the shoulder. And he went on to tell me that even though he wasn't part of Frontier Church, and even though he didn't plan on ever becoming part of Frontier Church, that he loved practicing Saturdays in the Spirit because it helped him prepare to worship with his church and helped him love his church better. And I thought that was super cool. So guys, if even if you're not a part of Frontier Church and you're joining us for Saturdays in the Spirit tonight, we hope that your local church has served well by you taking 15 to 20 minutes out of your Saturday nights to practice listening prayer and to prepare your heart to experience Sunday mornings as something you are supposed to contribute to. So Frontier people, tomorrow's week three in our sermon series on 1 John that we're calling Eternal Life Now. Tomorrow's text, which is 1 John chapter 2, verses 1-6, through 6, it's a text about keeping Jesus' commandments and how keeping Jesus' commandments actually gives us confidence in our salvation. So before we start, like always, sit somewhere comfortable that you can maximize your time in prayer. Pause the podcast if you need to. Find somewhere comfortable to sit. Wait till the kids are in bed. Make your iPhone silent. Get your journal out or not. Whatever you got to do, do that to position yourself to get as much out of this time as possible. And as we launch into prayer tonight, just draw your attention to one key phrase from 1 John chapter 2. John says, And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. It's almost too stunning to think about. But as a Christian, you can have confidence that you know God. So ask God to bring to mind a memory of your first coming to know him. Do you remember that moment? Or for some of us, it wasn't a moment. It was more of a gradual season. Do you remember that season? The freshness and newness of your new relationship with God and your new knowledge of God. Just pray about that.
So for John, there's a really, really simple way to have assurance of salvation. It's not achieving some special level of spirituality or achieving some amazing spiritual insight. It's actually really simple. You keep his commandments. Again, 1 John chapter 2. And by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. Now, when John says that we keep Jesus' commandments, he doesn't expect us to perfectly obey all of Jesus' commandments without ever stumbling or falling into seasons of sin. That's not what John means. John means that we treasure Jesus' commandments. Think about it like this. My son's about to turn three, and he loves this little green monster truck that he loves right now. He's just obsessed with it. He keeps it everywhere he goes with him. When he goes to bed at night, he needs to keep his green monster truck with him in his crib. When he goes outside to play in the dirt, he needs to keep his green monster truck with him in the backyard. He takes it everywhere he goes. And he doesn't He doesn't always use it the right way. Sometimes he drives it on the wrong things. Sometimes he bangs it up and like jacks it up and a wheel falls off of it and I've got to put it back on. Sometimes it gets covered in dirt from the garden outside and we've got to wash it off with a water hose before he can bring it back inside. In a lot of ways, you keep Jesus' commandments like that. You love them even though you screw them up. Sometimes you get them covered up in dirt or you jack up the wheel, or you drive them the wrong way, or you experience regular patterns of failing to live up to these commandments. But that doesn't mean that you don't keep them because you keep them because you treasure them. You want to take them to bed with you. You want to take them everywhere with you. When you go to work, you keep those commandments with you. You want to love God and love people at work. You keep those commandments with you when you go to church. You want to love God and love people. You keep those commandments when you drift off to sleep. You dream a little bit about what it means to love God and love people. And this is kind of a silly illustration, but it's a picture of what John has in mind when he says that we can know that we know Jesus by the fact that we keep Jesus' commandments. We treasure them. So take a moment to ask God to make Jesus' commandments precious to you to make his commandments like treasure to you, to make them desirable and enjoyable to you.
So here's something that'll help you engage this prayer a little bit more deeply. The context that John is writing to is a lot like our context. These first century churches around the Asia Minor area are being ravaged. Heresies are creeping in. People are leaving the faith in droves. And so these early Christians that John is writing to are scared and they're wondering, am I going to lose my salvation? The same thing is happening in the Western church right now. Maybe you've had a hero of the faith depart from the faith. Or maybe the statistics of the church seemingly being in decline in the Western world scare you in your wondering, oh my gosh, am I going to lose my salvation? What John is saying is that it's possible to know that you know Jesus and Jesus is eternal life. So in other words, it's possible to feel eternally secure in Jesus. We need to process that with the Lord tonight. For some of us, this might look like repentance. Maybe we have not trusted that Jesus has the power to persevere us through what looks like a difficult future for the church. Or maybe we're just literally afraid of the future. For some of us, that will look like praise, right? The news that Jesus will persevere our eternal life in Him just deserves praises and joy from us. But guys, if you genuinely love God and love people, you are eternally secure in Christ. Pray, pray, pray about that. So you can know that you know Jesus, eternal life, which is amazing. That means that you can have eternal security, that God will persevere you in faith to the very end. I love picturing God's hand. 
His hand is a beautiful, all-sufficient, joyful island. But it's an island that stretches out into eternity to the east, west, north, south, and just never ends. That's the right way to think about being in the hand of God. God's hands are not like our hands. They don't have the square footage of five by seven inches. The square footage of God's hands are eternal, stretching out in all directions. And that's why Jesus says in the Bible that nobody can snatch us out of the hand of the Father. Nobody. So ask God in this moment to give you a heightened awareness that you are in the hands of the Father. Nobody can snatch you out. Nobody can bump you off. There's nothing you will do to ever run off, fall off, or trip off of this island. And praise God for that. Amen. Church, some of you are going to need more time to keep on practicing solitude after this podcast because the subject of eternal security, I know, is really, really emotionally charged. So if that's you, don't prematurely end your solitude with the Lord just because Saturday's in the Spirit's over. Shut the podcast off. Keep listening to God. Ask Him to keep fanning your confidence in Him, your trust in Him, your knowledge that you know Him. Repent of anxiety. Repent of fear. God wants us to have indomitable confidence that He will persevere His saints. Because if you don't have that confidence, you're going to waste way too much spiritual energy and time worrying about whether or not you'll make it to eternity or not. But God desires for you to take that time and energy that you would use for anxiety and instead just devote that to praising God for his persevering power instead. 
So guys, like always, come to church tomorrow ready to bless somebody. As you drift off to sleep tonight, ask God to give you a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a word of encouragement for somebody at church tomorrow. If they are anything like me, it has the possibility to be the most edifying moment in church tomorrow. Because for me, when church members who I know love God and love me have given me a word, it has put steel in my spine like you have no idea. So church, I love you guys and I'll see you tomorrow.